While everyone is discussing Nick Patty versus the Michigan State secondary and Kalijah Kansi versus a reformed Spartans ground game, Pat Narduzzi will be battling his old team for the first time and a chance to prove he's finally become his own man of his own program, a chance to make his mark as a head coach and that he has finally done it. We'll discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. There's one home game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. This is the week of December 30th, 2021. And this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Vince. This Thursday night, live on a respected cable network, the amount on the line for the Pit Panthers is about as close, Vince, as you could get to having all the marbles on the line without being in the college football playoff. Top 10 finish. The future of a career backup. Looking to break through as a quarterback. The biggest win for the program in nearly 40 years. The auditioning of a potential future offensive coordinator. The first of many tugs of war amongst the running backs for the most carries next season. The list goes on and on. Peaches, Vince. Peaches. Yep, yep. There's a big old bowl of peaches on the line (laughs) this Thursday night, ESPN, 7 o'clock. I cannot wait for this one. This is the one we've been waiting for for a long, long time. Bright lights, big city, national stage. Everybody going to be watching this one. Like you said, Alan, a chance at a top 10 finish on the line. First time since the early 80s. It is something to be excited about. It is, and you know what? There might be players that are opting out of this one because they're trying to go to the NFL. There might be, you know, some changes in the coaching staff on the pit side of the ball and the Michigan side of the ball. Everywhere, there's always flux and fluidity this time of year if you're not in that college football playoff, and sometimes even if you are. But with that said, there's still so much to get hyped about. I know some people be like, ah, Kenny Pickett's not in this game. Why watch? Because it's the Pitt Panthers Biggest opportunity on the biggest stage they've been on in nearly 40 damn years. That's top of my list. Got to get that win. Got to, in my lifetime, win a quote-unquote New Year's Six Bowl. Although, in typical Pitt fashion, if they won a New Year's Six Bowl, it wouldn't even actually be on New Year's Day. Go figure. But who cares? It's a big moment. And it's also, like Vince brought up at the top of the show, Pat Narduzzi, very personal to him. You might want to call it the Narduzzi Bowl, his former team. A lot to prove to him. So that's what I, I love about the, the opponent. At least we know for sure if anybody is up for this game, it's Pat Narduzzi. And, well, probably Nick Patty, too, because there's a lot on the line for him. There's uh, a lot to break down. I don't know where to begin, Vince. Uh, I don't know either, Alan. You, you know, yeah, like you said, no, no Kenny Pickett, no Damari no Mathis, a uh, couple guys opting out, but there's a lot of hungry Panthers on this team, including, including Coach Narduzzi. They're ready to take a bite out of these Spartans. Uh, a well-respected team, uh, a team ranked number 10 in the country, a 10-2 record. Uh, somebody's going to be finishing ranked in that top 10, and that's a big that's a big mark for both these programs. I think even though they had some opt-outs, both these teams want it. Both of them want to go out there and battle for this Peach Bowl. And here we go. We're going to break it all down on this episode. Of course, if you missed our special uh, we dropped earlier in the week, uh, Keaton Slovis joining the Pitt Panthers from USC. Go back and listen to that and get excited for the future at Pitt quarterback. But this show is going to be all Peach Bowl the whole way through. Let's get into it at H2P Show on Twitter is where you can follow us on social media. If you want to hit us up, DMs are open. Hashtag H2P each and every single day. We're there for you holler at us or if you want to email in the more traditional way and you want to be classy about it hail to pit podcast at gmail.com that's hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com we appreciate all the interactions there and of course on panther lair on reddit we're everywhere on the pitternet talking pit football and we'll be talking i'll be focusing more on pit basketball soon vince i promise but i just been entrenched 
getting ready for this Peach Bowl and also doing the sleuthing about which transfer quarterback we'd get. Still so excited for Slovis over the holidays going to people saying, so, Al, what do you think of that SC quarterback? I mean, I'm sure you heard that too. And I said, couldn't be more excited. But that's another – that was that show, Vince. Let's, let's, let's focus. And with the help of our sponsors – We'll focus, and, and any time Vince and I go off talking Slovis, from now on I want our producers and editors at Pretty Easy Podcast to delete it because this is not the Keaton <laughs> Slovis hour, as hyped as we are about him. It's Peach Bull. Pretty Easy Podcast will do that first because they edit the show. They help produce the show, get it out to you on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you hail to pit for your podcasts. They do it, and they do it at an affordable rate. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com. Now, if you want to do your own podcast and have your own podcast pal, partner, producer, editor, whatever you want to call them, they're there for you. They're there for me and Vince, and they hail to pit with us. Prettyeasypodcast.com is a place to do it. And they do make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Michigan State Spartans, Vince. I think we'll start... Now that I've calmed down a little bit, I think. We'll start with the opponent. We'll focus on them real quick. And you could tell us who the hell they are. They're not some low score in Big Ten snooze fest either. No, no, not uh maybe not your your older brother's Michigan State team. Uh may make no mistake about it. This team's tough as nails. But uh they have been able to put some points on the board. This year, on uh, in route to a, a ten and two record, ranked number ten in the country in those college football playoff rankings. Uh, a couple couple highlights of their season here: they beat their their arch rival Michigan thirty seven to thirty three. Uh, that that's that same Michigan team that only has one loss, won the Big Ten in that college football playoff against the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, they beat them. You know, they were dead to rights in that game, and they somehow came back and won. Uh, they also beat those Miami Hurricanes, Alan, earlier in the year, 38-17. to 17. That was out without Tyler Van Dyke. That's what, back when they had De'Ara King at quarterback, a different Miami team, but they still beat up on those athletes pretty good. Uh, their two losses this year the, to the Purdue Boilermakers, uh, a 40-29 to 29 loss. Uh, they were ranked pretty high at the time. Michigan State, that was their first loss. And then uh, they still had an opportunity to get in that Big Ten championship game. Still opportunity at the playoff, but then they got blasted by Ohio State 56-7. to uh, Not even close in that one. Um, uh, of course, this year they were led by Kenneth Walker, uh, the Wake Forest transfer running back. A lot of people thought this guy should have been in that Heisman finalist candidacy. Uh, rushed for over 1,600 yards this year, but he will not be playing in this game. We're going to have to be talking a whole lot about that. Uh, they're the guy that's going to be filling in for him. We presume Jordan Simmons uh, only had 255 yards rushing this year. Uh, so we'll see uh, see if he can uh, you know, uh, you know, fill in for him and pick up uh, where he left off. That's a lot of production there uh but but you know the rest of their offense led by quarter richard sophomore quarterback peyton thorn uh this guy uh you know really spreading it around throwing the to receivers jordan reed trey mosley tight end connor hayward uh alan you got some numbers there for from pff on on some of their passing attack that they've had oh yeah we always keep an eye on on pff and they're technically uh, the offense rated uh, higher than pitt overall that you know, and without Kenny Pickett, that's probably a bigger, a bigger gap now between the Michigan State analytically, Michigan State offense and Pitt offense analytically. Um, they also are a little, uh, yeah, you know, they're a little smoother uh, with, with their with their uh, offense. I don't think they're not as they're they're more relaxed. They're not as frantic as Pitt might be. They run a lot less plays on offense, about twelve less plays per game on offense than the pit offense. So they're not going to be hurrying up as much as Pitt might be. Although who knows? It might be total different game plans without Kenneth Walker. The, the big swing in the, uh, in the spread in this game, of course, is due to Kenny Pickett, not playing Kenneth Walker, not playing is big too. They're losing a ton of production and assurances in the backfield. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, uh, it, it's not like there was huge buyback the other way 
uh, on the line uh, from from Walker not playing. Um, but but that is a, a huge huge amount of production that they're losing, and you got to wonder what exactly uh, they're going to do. Are they going to just run the ball less? Are they going to just try to run their same stuff? Uh, we'll see. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, you know, Simmons not the runner uh, that 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 no. Walker is. <laughs> And then all, and then also, I mean, a big a big thing that we need to pay attention to. Peyton Thorne, sure, you know, moved the ball well this year. Uh, they they can they can handle themselves, but they do have. I mean, if you look dive deep into the numbers, if he's under pressure, not a great quarterback. I mean, this is a guy who, if you go by any any measurement, I, I usually look at the PFF. Uh, this season's been pretty accurate from what I've seen because if you know, if especially if you watch a lot of ACC ball and you look at how the quarterbacks panned out and who was the better quarter who were the better quarterbacks and of course Kenny Pickett on top P- passer rating under pressure is a fun stat to look at Kenny Pickett pick quarterback 87 per- passer rating an 87.1 pretty damn good uh and then you look at Peyton Thorne a 63 so mm. Pickett's after the quarterback and this is a guy who doesn't do well with the pressure so if Pitt plays their game on defense I see no reason why Nick Patty won't have the chance to really go out there and just have a solid game and not have to do too much to win this football game. Well, well I, th- I think that's interesting what you brought up there in, in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, you know, last time we saw Pitt in that ACC championship game against Wake Forest, uh, you know, it took a, little, a, a quarter or so uh, to kind of figure out and to finally get their rhythm on that uh, on that. Uh, pass oh, rush stupid, there, and what's really stupid delayed RPO that that was very different <laughs> from anything they saw all year. I, I guess kind of what I'm getting at is here. You know, we may. Uh, I, I'm not saying that Michigan State's going to be running that scheme, but yeah, I think once Pitt feels out what they're going to do, uh, what Michigan State's trying to do, uh, I think Pitt's going to be able to get that that pass rush going. Have they shown the ability to do that? Uh, it just may take a little while to kind of find that scheme and maybe kind of see feel out what Michigan State's trying to do here. Are they going to, uh, you know, try to pound the ball, uh, you know, as much as they were? Uh, we'll we'll see and we'll we'll find out. Uh, I mean, these, uh, you know, these receivers for for Michigan State, you know, they've been effective, but no nobody that you you're really, uh, you know, extremely worried about. Not the guys at the caliber of a Virginia. Uh, you know, they don't have an At Perry like we just saw in Wake Forest. You know, they, they don't have those uh, kind of players. But there's guys, you know, they they know how to get open. They they make the plays when they have to. Uh, but you know, getting that pressure on the quarterback it could be all the difference in this game. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then you know, looking on the other way, looking at it the other way around, Nick Patty, I think, will have some uh, some adversity to face. He's facing some pretty damn good players. Yep. Jacob Slade, Michigan State interior defensive lineman, especially just a a guy that's going to make it tough for Pitt to run the ball, and maybe that will put the pressure on Nick Patty to deliver. They have, I think, some pretty stout people on the, on their front. Uh, when yes, it comes to stopping the three-headed, if you want, can we call them a monster? I'll call them a monster, the three-headed panther monster that Pitt that Pitt's going to roll out there with the run game. Yeah, yeah, the uh, you know their uh, their defensive line, you know their two interior tackles got guys over three hundred pounds uh, inside there, uh, and and their defensive ends are no slouches either. There's there's some big guys, you know, it, when you've seen Pitt go up against these Big Ten teams. In the past, you know, they, in the, the 2000s, you know, they played a couple games against Michigan State. You know, they played games against Iowa. Uh, you know, played games against Penn State. You see, you know, the size of some of these Big Ten uh, defenses and, and offenses. You know, that's something that you know, uh, you know in the ACC, you don't see some of the, the these big big ham hawks on the on the defensive line. Uh, so that's going to be a challenge, I think, for that running game. Those guys are going to try to get. You know, big time penetration there, uh, but you know, with way Pitt's been scheming, you know, kind of running out of that pistol formation a lot, uh, that may be able to get uh, get some of those guys off balance, keep them guessing there to kind of neutralize that push they're going to have up front. Yeah, this is this is going to be fun to watch because the offensive line is going into this game. I think with a newfound camaraderie and maybe some confidence because they all announced they're coming back, coming back together. 
So the Pitt offensive line, knowing they're going to be returning and being relied upon heavily to be a strength next year instead of the big question mark, uh, going into this game, we'll see if they could do, do that early and and have a great performance early because we know that in that they have the stamina and it's a unit that is really good in the fourth quarter and getting some runs busted loose. But I think, especially with Nick Patty there, getting those those type of runs early on will help. And maybe it's not having Hammond out there early on like the last game, but maybe it's uh, being able to break free an Izzy. Uh, I mean, one of those home run balls, you know, a home run run yep. from from early in a drive where you just get their head spinning on Michigan State and get them thinking, and that way you can have more fun as an offensive lineman uh, because they're not going to know where you're coming from in the run game, and that's always a big advantage. Yeah, I, I think if Pitt can get a lead in this game, that's going to go. We've said this a lot this year, but you know, Pitt getting a lead in this game, they've shown the ability to run the ball very effectively. Uh, and you know, on the other side, you know, uh, Pitt's pass rush be able to get after people with a lead and and you know forcing Peyton Thorne to to make some tough throws that's going to be big but 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 going back to the offense uh like you said Alan you know hitting those home run uh balls w- with Izzy yeah I think that kind of stuff anything we could get in that first quarter uh you know to make this game as easy as we can for Nick Patty I know all the players are saying this week that they have total confidence in him coach is saying that they have total confidence in what Nick Patty can do um Anything to make this easier on him, uh, I think, is going to be absolutely critical. And I wanted to ask you, Alan, uh, do you see anything different in this offensive game plan with with Patty being the quarterback versus uh, what what Pickett would have been doing? Yeah, well, I mean, I really have no earthly idea what's coming on offense because it's a a new coordinator, a new quarterback, and it's an (laughs) opponent that's really presenting some – I mean, really, there's there's – a solid defensive line group that they're facing. So they're proposing problems in both the pass rush and the run game. What do you do? How do you, how do you get around this? I, I think what we'll see here is a back to basics. I think we're going to see Pitt really try to early on establish a run game. Do you really? And I do, I do. I think we're going to see them take the ball out of Nick Patty's hands as much as they can early on and try to open it up so that he could play action and have some have some room and you know so, some misdirection when he's trying to go deep because I think also he's going to have to connect on some deep balls uh, for Pitt to stay in this game and I think he's capable and he still has some receivers oh the Bolitnikov winner uh, available to him yeah. but I don't think they're going to be spreading out and running any no huddles at least early on until it's time to do that yeah. and they're not going to be spreading out and running an offense where you know they're gonna they're gonna even threaten a pass. I say load up, take advantage of the tight ends that they have in this sort of game, and well, go at them early in the trenches. Uh, I, I may disagree with you a little bit because you know this you know, Nick Patty's been in this system for for a, a, quite a while. He's having all the first team reps here. Uh, but but so, is Tim you know, Salem he, gonna throw it all out the window? What's he gonna I do? don't. Th- I don't think so. I think they're going to try to keep it, you know, as similar as possible. I think that's why Tim Salem is the play caller here. Uh, you know, he's been with Narduzzi here since day one, and you know, he's been, you know, with. Uh, he's been up in the booth, uh, you know, communicating with with Coach Whipple, uh, you know, this whole time. So uh, I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to be running pretty similar stuff, and especially because. Michigan State's pass defense is horrible. I mean, they just got absolutely smoked uh, against Ohio State. I think Stroud threw what you know seven <laughs> touchdown passes or something in the in the first half against this team. Uh, you know, as good as their pass rush is, you know, I mean, you know, they had uh, you know thirty seven sacks on the year, Michigan State, which is nothing. Yeah, Jake, nothing, and Jake uh, Panasuk is is a good a good yeah, edge rusher too. It, it, you but, got Slade and him, and that's why I'm I'm nervous about saying, oh, they have a bad pass de- uh, defense because if you put Patty back there and make him, I mean, a lot of what Kenny Pickett did, don't forget, is maybe making a second move to be able to open himself up to make a throw. Is Nick yeah, Patty yeah, right. be able to do that yeah. with a little bit of pressure? Because the pit offensive line is solid, you know, with the pass protection, but every now and then 
Kenny Pickett had to do it himself because yep, you're there's, right. a leaky, there's a leaky gap. Someone gets through and ha- he has to make a move. Nick Patty, asking him to do that, I think, would be a bit much. That's why I'm leaning towards a little bit more conservative early on in the game, which might sound boring, but I think you could get away with it against this team with how well, your defense matches up against their offense. Well, you got this Bolitnikoff winning uh, wide receiver, Jordan Addison, who's proven he could get open on anybody. Uh, and, and as long as Nick Patty could just hit hit an open guy, uh, yes. that's that's going to be critical. Uh, and and I think you know th- these receivers are are playing. You know you know you got Kroll, you you got Addison, Jared Wayne, that Bartholomew guy playing very well. We might be getting Marquise Stovall and Jalen Barden back, uh, which would help. I th- I think you know any, uh, I think they went to a little bit more two tight end formations towards the end of the season because they didn't have their full complement. Uh, of wide receivers, but uh, I, I do think that they are still going to try to put some pressure on this back end of Michigan State, who has been absolutely horrible. Uh, yeah, this team, uh, they have difficulty covering scarecrows back there, Alan. Uh, so I think that, you know, that, uh, I, yes, they That's, may be a little bit more conservative, yes. but uh, maybe a little bit, but I still think that they're going to try to take their shots. I think they still got to be aggressive enough uh, if if we're to believe that they have all this confidence in Nick Patty uh, for this game, uh, then I think they absolutely have to do that. And we we will see what happens. We will see. I I I, 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 I just I think you could do that. You could take advantage of the of the poor coverage by running the ball and then using play action and using a little bit misdirection to give Patty more room. That's all I'm I'm really focused on and saying here. I'm all for t- getting Addison open and, and taking advantage of him. I know I think we both did agree. I love Addison, but I don't want to see them say, okay, we gotta get the ball to him and just like run bubble screens to him. Please <laughs> God, do not do this. Not I, more than I don't, one or two times, please. I don't I don't think that'll happen. Uh one thing I am interested to see, uh, you know, Nick Patty last year uh, was an, a very effective goal line runner. Uh, yeah. So uh, it, uh, could you see a few QB powers mixed in here, uh, maybe in short yards, maybe even on first down? Who knows? Uh, I don't know if know, it's t- necessary anymore. When now, <laughs> but we have Hammond now, so it's not necessary. <laughs> you, you, might be, you might be right there. And you got uh, Carter out there to throw a block or two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you see any chance of quarterback rotation in this game? Do you think Davis Bethel gets in at all? Only if Pitts r- really up or really down. No, I think this is <laughs> this is Nick Patty's opportunity. Why? I mean, he's sat in the wings. He's done the, he's done the work as the yeah. apprentice to Kenny Pickett. This is the chance you give him. I mean, and if he if he blows it, he's not even in consideration. Maybe when Slovis gets to town, or you know, or maybe he's not going to get a, a chance to transfer somewhere. Or maybe he goes out there, kills it. And someone offers him a good transfer spot at another school, or he wants to stay and try to beat Slovis. I have no idea. I can't get inside his brain. But I think this moment is is being. It's been. It feels like years in the making. This is his chance to earn an opportunity, and he's already, I think, served as a one of my favorite college backups ever. He won a big game as a backup quarterback, and it's yeah. unfortunate for him. He was behind. A pit legend for so many years. But here he goes with this big opportunity. And from what we've seen as fans, as little of Nick Patty's we've seen, we've seen, oh, that guy looks like a guy that maybe could be the future starting quarterback for pit football. Who Maybe not as good as Kenny Pickett, but maybe as good as Bill Stull. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, why not give him the chance? Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I think. I think so. I, I'd be a little surprised if they if they rotated, especially given uh, what Coach and some of the players have said this week uh, that they're that they're very confident in him, and I, I'm confident as well. You know, I mean, he's been in this system for for you know his whole career. He's followed Kenny Pickett. You know, he's he's uh, in the meaningful action that he's been in. He, he's been able to make make enough plays uh, to, to help the team win. And I think that, you know, the, the, the supporting cast around him, I, I think is going to really help. I'm not saying this is just a plug and play systems, you know, I mean, Kenny Pickett had to do a lot, like you said, but uh, I, I do expect Nick Patty to, to go in there 
and, and make some plays when, when they have to. And I, I think you got to keep the pressure on this Michigan State team. Uh, you know, attack their weaknesses if, if you can. Uh, I, I do expect some some, uh, some big plays from the receivers. I think they're going to be able to get open, and I think Patty will be able to hit them. I think he's hitting a lot of tight ends this game. I have a feeling. I think this okay. is the game we're going to say, oh, my God, Pitt's the tight end school. Look at these guys crawling that Bartholomew all over the place because a, a, little, a, little, a little run here and there, open it up with a quick pass to a tight end or a, a play action, maybe – shrink the field a little bit from what Pitt has done this year because you know obviously this is a team that is not afraid to just throw it down the field especially on fourth and short Um, I'm interested to see if that if that comes up if they that mentality is kept I feel like that is a total whipple and picket uh I think um, you got I think you got to yeah I'm I'm hoping but I feel like that's their personality and now with them gone does does the team keep that yeah, yeah. I mean, when when you have that that formation, that pistol formation that they've been using with the two receivers, uh, Kroll lined up as a tight end, and then a running back, and then that Bartholomew guy as a sidecar there uh, on fourth and short. I mean, you could be going anywhere in that situation, and I love that they just challenge the defenders uh, to stay with uh, a Jordan Addison or a Jared Wayne on, on that on that, and and let those guys. Make, uh, make the play. Now, in that Wake Forest game, they did try that, and, and I think Wake Forest knew it was coming, uh, and, and they were able to stop it, but you know that was only one time that's been stopped this year, uh, and you know, who knows? There's going to be some gamesmanship. Maybe you know, Michigan State, are they really, do they really think Pitt you know, has what it takes to, to you know, go for a long path uh, on fourth down with, with Nick Patty as the quarterback? I guess we'll, we'll find out. Oh man, I'm I'm so excited to see that. It's like really top of top of my list of oh, will will they do it? Because that was like really the I think the signature of the Pitt football team this year uh, as a collective was the fearlessness on fourth and short of uh, in the middle of the field. Not not just talking at the goal line, uh, but I can't wait to see it. And of course, you know Nick Patty's going to be going up against the team that uh, I feel like they're built to have a. a a defense that should beat an inexperienced quarterback. Um, they are a team that is going to go out there and throw. I mean, there's going to be some man opportunities. That's the good thing, I think, for for Nick Patty. He'll see a good, you know, maybe like a third of the time, uh, he'll see one-on-one coverage, and he'll maybe he'll have Addison open. Hopefully they don't do too many. They'll try to confuse him, I think, too. This is a defense that might change it up, too. To try to confuse him, interested to see how Nick Patty handles the uh, the heady part of the game, but using your brain against this Michigan State defense. But Mel Tucker, man, it's a guys Michigan a Michigan State under Nick Saban coming back, doing pretty damn well there. Narduzzi has his roots there. This is a very Sparty type game. Pitt coming in here trying to wreck their thing is they're trying to build up their program because they really are if you look at the two schools two programs on the rise it feels like uh yeah taking a step up from where they've been yeah michigan state had had some you know disappointing seasons uh the past couple years uh and tucker in here now this is his been his breakout season this has been narduzzi's really breakout season uh somebody's gonna end this uh, with, with a big victory in the Peach Bowl and a top 10 finish. Yeah, I think it means a lot to both these programs. This is not a situation where, you know, Pitt was playing in Ohio State where, yeah, they, they finished in the top 10 a bunch of times. They got national championships. This game may not mean a lot to them. This game means a lot to Michigan State. I'm telling you that right now. Oh, big time, big time. And, they, yeah, they need this win as badly as Pitt does for the future of their program, for sure. And also, you know, Pitt's, Pitt's – let's look at it right now, though. Pitt's coming in. Who's coming in more handicapped? Does Pitt have more guys who are sitting out because of either injury or the NFL? Uh, uh, I haven't heard – I mean, there hasn't really been a lot on both sides uh, from, from from what I understand. Uh, you know, Damari Mathis Might be uh, the sitting out. Besides yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the main contributor – uh, that's going to be sitting out. So, you know, we're going to be seeing uh, Devonshire, uh, Marquez Williams, uh, and, and A.J. Woods going to be filling in 
Uh, they're really no different than what uh, you know Pitt's defense has done uh, this year. Certainly, Math is the best cornerback, but those other guys they've been able to come in there and, and play pretty significantly. Uh, it was announced Taysier Mack not uh, going to be playing in this game. Now he had been injured, you know, for you know the last half of the season or so. Uh, so, so yes, a great player. You'd love to have him in there, but you know Pitt's been able to get by, get by without him. The other receivers have stepped up, particularly Jared Wayne. He's been able to make those big catches. Shocky Jacques Louis could be in his final game as a Pitt Panther. Uh, he's going to have to make a make some big plays. Uh, he's going to have to. Yeah, I mean this is this is a, a big send off. Obviously, it's a big bowl game, so seniors come also motivated in this, and guys who are on their way uh, out are going to be motivated guys who are auditioning. I'm excited to see the running backs try to out outdo each other because next year there's going to be a fight for carries. Obviously, we've talked about that. I think they're all bought in and are know their roles, but uh, maybe one will be relied upon more than the other, and that'll be fun to watch. This game, so many things, so many threads being weaved throughout the Peach Bowl, Vince. So many things to consider, but... First and foremost, you want Pitt to win this game, and I think we're all excited. It's a New Year's Six Bowl, man. This is this is it. This is as good as yeah. it gets without being in the playoff. So here we are, Pitt in the Peach Bowl. Um, but you know, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really excited, mostly for I'd say what for. I want to ask you, what is the of the things we've discussed so far? Which one are you most interested in seeing? Is it Tim Salem on the sideline uh, calling plays? Is it Nick Patty auditioning for wherever. What is it? Uh, I guess what I am most interested to see, you know, what, you know, if the if the offense is much different with, with Patty back there, is the play calling going to be different? Kind of that that Salem Patty uh, uh, conglomerate that they have there. Are, the, are those guys are they going to be doing things differently? Uh, because you know, as we talked about, whenever this matchup came out, that this Michigan State secondary can be had uh and is pit still with uh you know with second string uh personnel and they're going to still go out and try to take advantage of it i i hope that they do i hope that they you know they go out there and they try to still make the plays that they're capable of making i wouldn't i still saying i would not change things up too much if you're confident in what patty can do so i'm interested to see you know what the game plan is over 60 minutes i imagine there's still going to be that that feeling out process that that Pitt's done kind of in that first quarter before they really get ramped up. I'm saying that I'm also I'm I'm all, Nick Patty's my number one. I'm most interested in seeing how he goes out there and maybe makes it uh, interesting when Slovis gets to town or earns himself a spot at some other school because I've loved Nick Patty at Pitt. He's I feel like he's done a great job as a backup. He's been a been a good shoulder to cry on for Kenny Pickett. And a good uh, a good change of a or a good relief guy whenever Pickett's had to come out. Uh, but I think one thing that we're not we haven't talked about that I am also very interested in seeing is the youngsters on the defensive line stepping up and going out there and trying to make a name for themselves on this big stage, big cable network. I'm talking to you, Habakkuk Baldonado. What a moment! Yeah. The leader for Pitt and sacks could have on this stage. A big New Year's Six game. I mean, there's a, so much in terms of the future drafts. Maybe not even this next draft, but down the road. When you perform well in a big bowl game, draft stock goes up, and we could see a guy like Baldonado, I think, uh, make big plays. And, of course, Kalijah Kansi we'll see. And the future of Pitt defensive lineman, Dayon Hayes, I expect to see in this game a little bit too, Vince. Yeah, I, I would expect to see him in there You know, as that fourth defensive end. Uh, kind of get, getting some some snaps there. Uh, he, you know, <clears throat> towards the end of the season, uh, particularly in that ACC title game, you know, he got in there a little bit more. I guess we'll see how the how the flow of the game is going. Uh, and I, I would expect you know, that those guys to get in there and continue to do their stuff. Uh, you know, if if they get after the quarterback, uh, it's going to be very critical in this game. We said making Peyton Thorne uncomfortable. Uh, you know, not a, uh, you know, he has some running ability, but he, he's not a, you know, he's not a, a, 
you know, a, a run first quarterback. You know, he can he can make plays when he has to. Make make no mistake about that. But he's not a a run first kind of guy. He wants to go out there and deliver the football. We gotta go out there and, and get him off his spot, disrupt the timing, bring him to the ground. It's gonna be very critical. Uh, for this defensive line to get out there. It makes, it makes this whole defense work, uh, and we'll see if Michigan State is up for the challenge. It's pretty interesting because you have Pitt, who's thrown the majority of the time this year. They they mixed it. It was a more balanced team, but still around 60% of the plays are passes this year. And then you have Michigan State that's a run-heavy team, and they're a little over 50% run, which is heavy these days if you're running over 50% at all. So they're running backs out. Pitt's quarterbacks out. Do you, would you ever bet that they flip philosophies at all? That at the end of this game, Pitt runs more and Michigan State throws more. I, I, I mean, I don't know if we have a, a good enough feel for what Tucker uh, is going to do in these situations. I would. I'm still expecting Michigan State to come out there and try to establish a run. Uh, maybe, maybe that's some old school thinking. I'm going to be proven wrong here, but I do expect them uh, to try to establish a run, try to be balanced there, play action pass. But, uh, you know, if Pitt gets them into that third and long, try to make Peyton Thorne make those tough throws, uh, I think it's going to be a long day for the Spartans. Feels like the under's a good bet here. I don't know. For, for I don't want to bet the under, but I feel like the under's probably the safer. I'm staying away, but we will see. So many questions to ask, probably more questions that will come up in our minds as we're discussing things here. But we need to move on because other people talk, Vince, and we need to look at what they're saying, analyze it, discuss it, have a chuckle maybe, maybe makes us think. And the place you can always find those types of comments and discussions is on the Pitternet. Can you explain what Internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, Internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter... We're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. Mark Herzlick on Twitter, Boston College legend. For anyone who thinks that Kenny Pickett fake sliding is cheating, try to do it. Give it a shot. While you are on the ground in a heap of body parts, give respect, not hate, to the only player in the history of the game to have pulled it off. Hashtag H2P. Hashtag Heisman. I love it. Also, I'm... All for that, Mark Herzlick, agree 99.9%, Vince, because there is one false statement there. Kenny Pickett's not the only person to ever do that, because I've done that. (laughs) I I knew that was coming. (laughs) Playing pickup football, I invented the fake slide and the fake pitch. That's like Those are my, my only moves. If you can't juke, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's that's what you keep doing and keep moving forward. Uh, yeah, I, it's still you know people talking about this with this rule change. Uh, yeah, I, I still say you know I mean he was yeah. Uh, it, it's not like he was you know crouch in a crouched position and then got back up. Uh, you know he did this in full stride. Uh, in and shame on the Wake Forest players for pulling up uh, that that far. Just ridiculous. Yeah, that's absurd. And also, it, it's not like how I have to rewatch the play. But like, if how close did his rear come to the ground? Like, not at all. I mean, just because a guy slows down and looks like he's giving himself up, you got to keep playing. It's it's a it's so silly that they announced the rule change because of this. I'm actually offended that. A, a, a league or a body would change a rule this quickly based off of one play that wasn't even that obvious of a, of a big <laughs> slide. It was just a great, smart play. Whatever. Kenny Mark Herzlick's right. Kenny Pickett is a legend changing the rules of the Wilt Chamberlain of football. Uh, Sorrento's Ranch on Panther Lair, Vince. Will Salem be in the booth or on the sideline? Will they use signals to get the plays in or continue running to the sidelines? Inquiring minds want to know. We did not bring that one up yet, Vince. Is that a signature of Whipple and Pickett's relationship? Or will Patty be running all the way to the sideline to get plays from Tim Salem? (laughs) Will will Tim Salem be running down from the booth uh, in between every play? That's going to make things a little complicated. I I hope they don't go that route. Uh, I I don't I don't know I mean you know I I Patty he he seems to follow Pickett around all the time, so I would expect him to do you know what Pickett does. Uh, but Tim Salem typically is up in the booth. Uh, I'm if I had to guess what's going to happen, 
is I think uh, he's going to be up. Tim Salem's still going to be up in the booth. I think he's going to be making the calls down to the sideline, probably down to Coach Marion, and then Marion will be talking to uh, Patty. That That's going to be my guess for what they're going to do. I mean, you hear a lot of uh, uh, talk about Coach Marion's go-go offense and his ambition to be a, a head coach and an offensive coordinator for a big program. Do you see, if they do that, do you think Marion will change any of the plays and force him to go go-go? Like, oh, yeah, Coach Salem's saying go, we're running the go-go this, this drive. Go 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 go! Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect any sort of sabotage like that. I. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, uh, <laughs> co- I, I will say that Coach Marion. I think he's a hell of a coach. Uh, I, I, what he's done with the wide receivers this year has been tremendous. Um, we'll, I guess it remains to be seen. On oh, the rumors. His future the, is. <laughs> the rumors about his future are as. Vast and wild and grandiose as anybody's we've talked about related to the Pitt program, including Kenny Pickett or anybody else. You hear people saying, oh, Marion's going to go OC at a Big 12 school probably, or he's going to leave Pitt if they don't give him the offensive coordinator position. He's Who knows what he does? He's, like you said, I think a, a hell of a coach, a quality, a great future head coach maybe one day, uh, innovative. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people are are bashing his ambition uh, right now for the people following the program very closely. It's just at, at this level, uh, he doesn't have a tremendous amount of experience. Uh, and I think that's the big thing that's kind of holding, maybe holding him back. Maybe he is going to be the offensive coordinator whenever it's all said and done. We don't know. Uh, but I, I would say that, you know, he, if he had more experience, you know, if he was, you know, had been a, a receivers coach, you know, at this level for five years or something like that. I think it'd probably be a slam dunk that he would be the next off- offensive coordinator. But, but you know, right now, maybe, maybe Pitt has has uh, you know a higher higher expectations. Also, the the tenure and loyalty that you're required to have with Pat Narduzzi is a a whole other ball game, and you it's. Just another factor in who the next offensive coordinator is. But in this game, we're watching Tim Salem work with Coach Marion and everyone else and see how it turns out. Again, another thing to keep an eye on as a Pitt fan. Don't let anyone at your, well, Christmas is over, but anyone in your family or friends tell you this game don't matter for Pitt football uh, because there's a lot on the line and a lot regarding the future. The next year's bowl game is affected by this year's bowl game. That's yeah. how college football works. <laughs> I like that. So, and if you don't recognize that just because it's not the college football playoff or whatever, then you're not a very, well, smartened up football fan. But you listen to this show, so you are. And we know you're hyped for this game. Vince, that's the internet. But I'm in town right now. I'm actually at your house, and you're not even here. I'm watching for you. <laughs> Everything's all, all quiet. It's very nice. We're keeping it clean. We're keeping it ready for when you return, so you can watch the pit game here. You're not, unless you're deciding to go to Atlanta. Last no, no, I, I am not. No, I'll be. I'll be watching it. Uh, I'll be watching it at home. I uh, cannot be more hyped for it. Okay, good. So yeah, we got it ready for you. But I've been walking around town when I went shopping for Christmas, and you know, I I'd actually had to get my car, work on my car. Get your, you got to get your emissions test every year in Pennsylvania. I was talking to the mechanic. And and he was telling me, he was saying, you know, I don't know about this game. It's not really that important, is it? And then I had to give him the whole spiel. He bought in, but other people around town, I don't know. Everyone's so hard-headed. It's playoff or bust still for Pitt fans, and they haven't been in a game like this in 40 years. I don't get it. Uh, Well, I I think, you know, there was a little, still some, uh, maybe a little bit of deflation uh, from, from Pickett. Uh, choosing not to play, but I think w- once this game kicks off, everybody's going to be fired up. Everybody's going to want to win it real bad. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. You going down to Atlanta for the Peach Bowl? Nah, I couldn't. I got, I got to be back home for pork and sauerkraut and that. You going? Oh hell no! It's a big game in that, but you know, yeah, playoff or nothing. Yeah, but they got to have a good show. And if they lose, they ain't ever winning nothing bigger with this Narduzzi. Oh, yeah. I think his job's on the line in this one. Hell to pit.
So that's what the insiders are saying. Uh, a, a, a still a tremendous amount of hype around this game. It means a lot of a pressure lot. on Pat Narduzzi <laughs> in this one. Wow, uh, there is a lot of pressure on him. You know, I, I'll tell you, people are going to say, "Yeah, he won that ACC, but you couldn't you couldn't beat a Big Ten team." That's what people are going to be saying if they lose this game. It's extremely important. If we think Pitt can, if we think the 2022 Pitt Panthers can reach these extremely high heights again with with the Keaton Slovis possibly at quarterback you know you got to it's been shown this year Cincinnati the the biggest example of this you know the best way to finish with a with a a high ranking is to start off the year with a high ranking and you got to do yes. that this uh, winning this game you know people are going to say oh Kenny Pickett's not there you know, we're not going to rank them, you know, in the top 10 to start the season. But, you know, I, I really feel that a top 20 or top 15 ranking is on the line uh, to start next season with this game. If you start out good and you play well, you'll be able to finish with a high ranking. And who knows what might happen, but it's going to start this set, this Thursday in the Peach Bowl, 7 o'clock ESPN. Hell yeah, a respected cable network. And I also want to qu- squash any other rumors and, and fears also. One real quick, Vince. I walked around the corner by your house to get some coffee uh, earlier today, North Shore. And, uh, you know, this guy walking his dog came up to me said, ah, oh, they're going to lose. Nick Patty's going to sabotage them because uh, Keaton Slovis is coming and he's going to make them lose and then leave town. No way. Nick Patty's a pit man and anyone questioning it, they could they – could, answer to me i don't want i've never i've never heard of any such a thing like that that's terrible what a wow that really offended me nick patty's coming to play best believe it this is a big one for him especially yeah it absolutely is alan and there's a couple other big games we're going to get to here before we make our final prediction oh college football don't you dare tell me this is the last playoff with only four teams but it might be. I don't know. How soon would they change that? Could that be next I don't year? Think it's, I don't no? think it's being changed anytime soon. Really? Okay. So we're not going to six? I'd love six. No. I'm, I'm going to start lobbying for six. But here we are, four playoff teams, uh, three power five, one group of five, the first time ever. Cincinnati is in the playoff, Vince. I can't believe it. If only we'd have beaten Miami. Uh, I still don't think we would have made it uh, if we would have beaten Miami. Would have been an interesting conversation, though. Uh, Cincinnati Bearcats, a 13.5-point underdog against Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide, number one again. I believe this is in the Orange Bowl, going to be played on New Year's Eve, Alan. Uh, I'm surprised. I don't know about you. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I'm a little surprised that this line is only 13 and a half points. If you told me it was uh, 17, I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, you know, I know Alabama hasn't looked, uh, you know, closing out the season. Those last four or five games did not look great. Uh, yeah, they did put it all together against Georgia, uh, which was c- kind of a meaningless game for them. Uh, when it was all said and done. But uh, do you think that this team is going to just go out and roll Cincinnati? I kind of do. I mean, maybe I'm being fooled a little bit. but (laughs) I'm not not getting nervous about it being that low at all. This is going to be total annihilation, destruction. This is going to be ugly. And I don't – and the bad thing about it, I'm I'm not happy. I'm happy that – I want to see Cincinnati lose, but I'm not happy about it because when Alabama creams Cincinnati, that's it. They will never put another group of five teams nope, in the they will not. again, ever, because they're going to get destroyed, and that's just going to be a big waste of a spot when they could have yeah. put Pitt in this game and it would have been an interesting game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I mean, if, if is Luke Fickle and this Cincinnati team really going to beat Nick Saban with Nick Saban having a month to prepare one full <laughs> month and players to get healthier. And yeah. I mean, it just, it's, it does not bode well. You have to, at this point in this playoff, if you're going to beat Alabama, you have to have elite talent all over your field and they have to be healthy and motivated. Cincinnati will be healthy. They will be motivated, but they are just not talented enough 
in, in as many places to beat Alabama. I, you could scheme all day. You could spread them out but you're all not day. Gonna, you're not going to out-scheme Nick Saban. No. And because <laughs> he has – he, And he has way more tools. If you try to out-scheme, he'll just figure it out. He'll figure – I could put this superior athlete against one of – I mean, Cincinnati's offensive line in this game, I feels like they're going to get eaten up. Desmond Ritter is going to be running around with like a chicken with his head cut off, and Alabama is going to roll. It, well, that's like Nick, Nick Saban, they, they have a full staff of coaches who aren't even official coaches at Alabama that could outcoach Cincinnati here. I, 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 it's, it's, I mean, it, uh, that's, that's the, it'd be different if Cincinnati maybe had like that dude. If they had like, uh, you know, this you know, maybe one unstoppable player. Uh, but you know, Ritter is not that guy. I'm very good. Very good. Not taking anything no, away from No, they would need him. someone in addition but, to Ritter. They yeah, would need yes, like they, a, a Thibodeau on Cincinnati if they had a guy like him, a, a game wrecker, a game changer who can make splash plays like that defensively especially, I think, would give them a chance. This is just – there's no chance. And I can't yeah. believe it's 13 and a half. I'm excited. I, I, I will be in a be, – I'm going to have to make my – I'm going to be in a non-betting state – during this game, Vince, I'm gonna have to make my bet early on this one. <laughs> oh, okay. Before well, I leave yeah, PA. I, uh, yeah, we, we, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't blame you. Uh, I, 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 so I misspoke here a little bit. That this is the Cotton Bowl. This uh, that this game is the Orange Bowl. Uh, 7:30 p.m. New Year's Eve, uh, Michigan versus Georgia or Orange Bowl, Miami, Florida, uh, Allen. Uh, Right now, Michigan is a seven and a half point underdog here. Uh, you know they got uh, that Aiden Hutchinson, who has just been uh, it, just willing this team to uh, to the to this spot. Uh, Harbaugh finally getting there. Uh, a tremendous story, but to me, it seems like you know if Georgia did not lose that. Uh, SEC title game to Alabama. What would the line in this game be? Uh, probably over over ten points. Over I would have 10, to assume. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and the thing is, is that Alabama and, and Nick Saban, yeah, they were able to put uh, some points uh, on the board against Georgia, but they were the only ones to do that. And I don't think, you know, as good as Michigan's been playing, I don't think they have enough. To, to really do that. Uh, so I, I don't see how Michigan's going to be able to score enough on Georgia in this game. And I, I look at, you know, Georgia's offense, um, unless there is just, you know, Hutchinson and that other defensive end they have, unless they are just causing, you know, multiple turnovers in this game, I don't see uh, Michigan be able to stay with this Alabama team. And I, and I think, you know, even the line, this line started out at eight and a half, Allen. Uh, some people, they took eight and a half. They took eight down to seven and a half. Uh, I, I, I'd be looking to come back in on Georgia here. I'm very interested to see if this line makes it down to seven. Uh, that'd be a tr- I don't think it would get there. I think too many wise, wise guy people uh, would jump in there. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be picking Georgia uh, to win this game. I think they're going to cover this spread too. I, I, th- I think they're... Yeah, you know, they they got their wake up call, and I think they're going to come out snorting. Yeah, I, th- I I'm I think the defense will, and I don't th- give any chance to Michigan's offense of moving the ball much in this game. But if Hutchinson is this this game changing player that he was brought to the Heisman ceremony and that he's being hyped up as if it's not just a marketing ploy because he's a Michigan player, <laughs> you think it's a marketing ploy? I mean, I, I don't understand why a defensive player was invited when it wasn't like you have to have had one of the greatest years. Well, you think to get about that. that. Invite. You, you think about that, and, and you know he had a he had a great season. He's going to be one of the top. Sure. top he's going to be one of the top sure. picks in the draft. Uh, a great player. You know, he led Michigan to this spot. But you think Aaron Donald, who won yes. every defensive player award. Uh, and was you know one of the you know, the greatest college defensive players of all time, 
and he didn't get invited. I know. You know what, what, what was this about? <laughs> it, so, so if if Michigan it does have this sort of defense and this type of player who could go out and have like a TJ Watt game where he's just taking the ball from the offense and give it, making it easy on the on on his offense for a few moments in this game, then Michigan has a chance. And sure, uh, you, they're low, but there, there is a chance. That's why I feel like Georgia defensively, yeah, Snorton. You're right. They're coming back at this game. They're not messing around. But that offense, I still am not I'm, – I'm not 100% sold that they can go against a quality defense and light it up. Uh, That's true. On, on just flick of a switch. They, they're, they're not perfect. They're capable, but they're not perfect. That's why the 7.5 kind of worries me. I could see it being a touchdown game, especially when there's so much on the line. You add in the those factors um, – I, I, of course, am picking Georgia to win, but I actually I think this will be within a touchdown uh, because I'm okay. not completely trustworthy of their offense because they have won a lot of close, low-scoring games or a lot for that, for a lot, but not, not really that lot, but for them, for a team of their caliber. Um, they should have had maybe more 30-point uh, wins this year with that defense than they did, uh, and the offense can sometimes disappoint them. I'm going to say Georgia by by six. Okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't argue that. Here we go. Peach Bowl, 7 o'clock, December 30th, Thursday. Two teams looking for that top 10 ranking. A huge game. Both programs. Alan, I'm looking at this game. Two and a half point favorite for Michigan State. There is a three point favorite uh, for Michigan State at Caesars, William Hill, if you want to do some shopping to get a better number on the Panthers. We've covered that movement uh, over the last several shows. Huge matchup here. I'm looking at Nick Patty here being able to do enough. Maybe not uh, a consistent game like like Kenny Pickett would have had, but I think they'll be able to do enough. I think the defense is going to be able to get after Thorne eventually put pressure on and make them make some tough throws, shut down uh, whatever running game they want to sh- show at Pitt without Kenneth Walker. Uh, I, so I do I do like Pitt in this game. I'm going to go 34-24. to 24. Pitt's going to be able to do enough in order to get this done uh, and, and kind of cement this uh, great season that they had with Nick Patty at the quarterback. Look at the, the game, though. The offense Pitt is – facing is not as i feel potent as wake wake forest was or no it's not dangerous so when you look at that and the fact that pitt's not missing much on defense mathis is big yes but pitt's going out there with a whole arsenal on defense and offensively pitt's going out there with a new quarterback and of course that's the big thing that's why the it swings to two and a half maybe three to michigan state but i'm gonna go ahead and take that as disrespect that two and a half swinging it even that far even would have been respect if they made this game and even just pick them because that's what it is to me and if that's the case i'm picking pitt baby i think pitt wins the game because they are they are capable of making the splash plays on defense and they are going out there uh, on offense. I hope with a mindset they are going to protect Nick Patty and put him in positions where he could use his strengths, maybe roll out a little bit without having to think too much about scrambling and getting out of the way of a solid Michigan State pass rush. And then for the run game for Pitt, I think it's going to be pretty tough to run in between the tackles, but they could do it. Probably going to be better off later in the game. That's why I'm saying the secret weapon and a a resource that has been tapped into, but not tapped into enough, the tight ends. If Kroll and that Bartholomew, Vince, early in this game are able to frustrate Michigan State by being open and and getting pit some dinking and dunking uh, closer to first downs, third and manageables, or or converting first downs, if they're able to do this, uh, then I think Pitt's in a great position to win. There is a path to victory. I could see it, and I assume a guy like Tim Salem calling the plays on offense could see it, and I damn well yep. know Pat Narduzzi sees it against Michigan State. It's exciting. I love the familiarity, too, with Pat Narduzzi and, and Michigan State throwing Mel Tucker in there. Uh, this is going to be 
exciting to see two programs with a lot on the line uh, like i said at the top of the show as much as you could have without being in a playoff yeah the future of two up-and-coming programs exciting game if you're a football fan watch the hell out of it i know we don't have many non-pit fans listening but if you are one for some reason uh this is going to be a standout bowl i think because it's going to be one word physical and that's always exciting so i'm saying pit wins a physical matchup and i'm going to say we win 21 to 19 uh, all right i like what you said there even if uh you're dinking and dunking still make them try to stop you uh put put their uh their their weakest link out there and, and make them do it uh cannot wait for this one alan it is going to be one hell of a game this thursday night espn if you aren't hyped for it, you got to get hyped for it. This is going to be a big time game, big time stakes on the line and hail to pit. Yeah, buddy. Here we go. Peach bowl, all the peaches, millions of peaches for the pit fans and the pit football team. Enjoy it. Everyone have a happy new year. Remember you can follow us at H2P show anytime over the holiday. If you want to count down, wish us a happy new year there. You're welcome to, and we're going to send you one too. New Year's Eve, because we're going to both be celebrating a big pit victory in the Peach Bowl on the 30th, and we'll ride into 22. Slovis in the in the in view, taking over the reins, but we got to get there first with one more stop in 2021, a victory against Michigan State. Vince, happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year, and hail to pit. Hail to pit, everybody. We'll see you next week with a recap. <laughs>